0: What's happening, friends? Welcome to Friday's show. Kelly Clarkson on later. Ryan Hurd on later. The Friday morning dance party on later. This is a heck of a show. I did see a story about a woman who is seven feet seven inches tall. Wow. A woman. Oh, my. And I've seen men in wrestling, <laughs> Elegante, the giant. Yeah, the giant. He was seven foot seven. He wrestled. But she has been dubbed the tallest woman by the Guinness Book of World Records. She was previously the tallest teenager. But now she is the tallest woman.
1: Wow. An athlete at all? Mm-mm.
0: No, she has trouble walking around. Mm. Yeah, that's tall. Which is usually the case. Yeah. Seven foot seven inches tall. Wow. Like Shaq is what seven two? We gotta double check. Sub- I mean, one. seven one. Yeah. Well.
1: And yeah. he's huge.
0: I don't think I don't think I've ever met Shaq. I don't know that I've ever met a seven foot person actually. Now that I think about it, yeah, seven one. But seven foot seven. That's that's wildly tall, huh?
2: Yeah, my daughter was doing a basketball thing the other day, and um, a daughter showed up to to help her, like a coach's daughter, and she was six foot, fourteen years old. Wow, really? Yeah,
0: I've known a couple uh, girls and women that were six one, six two, six three, (sighs) yeah, but seven foot seven. I didn't even know a guy that (laughs) tall. That's crazy. Uh, We have a couple things we can do in this first segment before we get to this brand new Miranda Lambert song. Eddie, this is the only shot I'm going to give you today to make some more money. Okay we're well, just so packed today. Roll the dice this yeah. early? Yeah. So here's the situation to all of our listeners. We have this 100-sided dice, and if I roll it, it lands on a number. That number was 93. It's got 1 through 100. Stop
1: wasting rolls.
0: And we told Eddie, for every roll, if he guesses the number and it doesn't match, he wins $2. So if he had guess the number 7, and it lands on... Mm. 13 that time
1: Stop wasting rolls He don't want
0: two more dollars Yesterday we did this He made 30 bucks Every
1: just, it, what? just like that Just like that That's pretty cool
0: So let's do five rolls
1: Five rolls? But right th- now?
2: Technically 60 Because Scoobah yes, matched
1: gonna match
0: it Yes mm-hmm. So we'll do five rolls If you match it You have to shave your eyebrows Yes <laughs> Did you tell your wife You won 30 times 2 yesterday 60 bucks?
2: Nah
1: Didn't need to know yet
2: He's gonna not tell her this this is gonna be his play money.
1: Yeah, she doesn't need to know. Oh, it. if you no, win no. this, you get to gamble. It's it? not that. It's just that if I have to go home without eyebrows, like she doesn't like knowing that before it happens. After the fact, she'll be like, What did you do? I'll explain to her, and then she'll be like, Okay, fine, whatever.
0: But if you were to say, Hey, I'm doing this, she would she say. She'd don't be like, do What it. are you
1: doing? Stop right now and I don't want her to influence that.
0: All right, you haven't you want five rolls?
1: Five rolls, let's go. What was the last number you just rolled? Uh
2: f- I don't
0: know. There's a one. hundred numbers on this dice. I got hey, one. You just pick one number. Are you ready? Ready. I have the number. Ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, 76. Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> good start. Good start.
0: There's one.
1: Rolling the dice. Got it? Got it.
0: Mike is keeping score behind me. Ready? Yes. One, two, three, nine, three.
1: You just said nine. That scared me okay.
0: Three more if it matches you lose your eyebrows yeah. <sighs> Yesterday Eddie got close a couple so times. so
1: close really by like two yeah by two numbers One,
0: two, three. Forty-two.
2: Okay,
1: I like this. This is a, that's a good gap Two more rolls and we call it a day hold on. Let me get a number. Oh Yeah One, two, three. Forty-two. 69. Okay. <laughs> One more roll. So
2: <laughs> what if he chooses that number every know. time?
1: No. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, no, not yet.
2: Ooh, this is a fancy spin. I'm
1: spinning it like crazy right now. Yeah. Alright, I'm ready. Got
0: your number? I don't know Got it.
2: Is it gonna...
0: And stop. <sighs> is your number odd or even?
1: Shut it. Just read the number.
2: No, don't do that. Don't do that.
1: Shut it. One, two, three, Nine. thirty-four. Okay.
0: Woo! There you go, Eddie.
1: God, I feel good. Thanks, Ray. I like that. Yes, pay me, my friend.
0: So so far you made forty bucks. Times two. That's Scuba eighty matches. That's eighty bucks. That's eighty dollars. You're not even close to losing. So here's what we can do. Yeah. You can either collect your winnings. Uh huh. Which is forty bucks for me, forty bucks from Scooby Steve. Love it. Or we can roll it on the next week. It's the easiest money you've ever had a chance to win.
1: Yeah, but I mean, every time we roll it, it's still really scary. And I mean, I may be losing days of my life every time you roll it. So right. yeah, but just by stressing out, uh, I say we keep going.
0: Are you sure? Yeah,
1: I say we keep going. If I commit to next week, yeah. how many rolls do I have to commit to? Like five, ten? Well, we've
0: done twenty. The, the max you can do is fifty. Is thirty more? Right. So, but if you're going to commit to next week, you owe ten more rolls.
1: Got it. I'll go in for ten more rolls.
0: Okay, next week. <laughs> yes, we 10 more
1: but but I may feel it and want to go more. So I may yes. I may do all fifty. Who knows?
0: Minimal ten. You can stop there if you want. You got it. Monday shift.
1: Yeah, Pay me.
0: Well, I will right now if you want. No, no, I'll just give no, you the no, money. No, I'm
1: just saying, like, just the idea of money feels okay. good.
0: It's time to open up that mailbag.
3: You send an email and we read it on the air.
1: It's
4: something we call Bobby's Mailbag.
0: Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I recently started doing Rover as a side hustle. That's an app-based dog walking and doggy daycare service. My boss at my full-time job found out and asked me to watch her two dogs. I agreed, and she said they were house-trained and they'd be okay to be left out of the crate. Oh, boy, were they not house-trained. They ate my AirPods. Oh, no. A charging cable. Peed and pooped all over my house and even bit my dog. Oh, no. I learned a lesson to make sure to ask the right questions and not to take dogs that I haven't met. She paid me the daily rate, but I want to be reimbursed for the damage and the cleaning. I have photos and proof. But how do I bring it up without making the workplace awkward? Love the show. Sincerely,
1: irritated employee. Guys, any other customer, no problem. But this is her boss. Her boss. Well, yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, and so that's so it's awkward, right? You don't not make it awkward. It's either going to be awkward when you don't say anything. It's just going to feel awkward, or it's going to be awkward when you do say something. So. I wish I knew the job that she had, the full-time job that she had in her boss relationship. And
2: yes, exactly. Because if it was like you and me and Stanley and had messed some stuff up. You'd have to buy your
0: whole house. I'd be like, <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> no, I think that I I wouldn't be like, hey, Bobby, you need to pay me back for this. But I'd be like, hey, this happened. And I think that you would, because of the way you are, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, let me know how much that is. And you figure it out. So if they have that kind of relationship, then maybe it's not awkward. He just mentions it and she covers it. But then if she doesn't. I just forget about it. <laughs> this is what
0: I would do. I would, I would say, hey, we we. Every time I watch a dog, we're supposed to we file a little report, you know, about how it was. Cause they do do that. Like, if I'm gone for a long time, I have an app where they'll come and walk my dog. <laughs> if they have to be at home for five hours without me being there, and they send a little picture of the dog and where they are on the walk or how they did, and I'd be like, here's the report. Um, I wouldn't say they pooped and peed in the house. You kind of got to pick your what spot you're gonna hit here. Will you go AirPods? Yeah. I'd be like, hey, for the most part, they were pretty great, but but they did eat my AirPods, which stunk. So, and I wouldn't ask for the money, but I would just mention that in there. would be like, hey, they ate my AirPods. Um, I would watch out because they may poop them out. As a way to say, watch out for your dog. Oh. Like, they ate my AirPods. So I'd watch their stomach because they haven't vomited them out or anything yet.
2: Right. And then if she's like you, she'll offer to buy you new AirPods. That's
0: how I would approach that. Yeah. But if she doesn't offer? You're then just you forget about it. SOL. Oh, <laughs> you don't watch your dog anymore. Yeah.
1: And how do you tell her that?
0: You just, you can't when she asks. You're too busy. Every time? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Tough. Okay.
0: But I think you can bring up the AirPods without going, you owe me money for AirPods. I'll go like, hey, the dogs were great, even though they weren't. Um, the bad news is they ate a pair of my uh, set, a pair of my AirPods, and they never came out. So they could still be in the, in their stomach. And hopefully she goes, I hate your AirPods. I'm so sorry. i pay you back. Yeah. But it's hard to invoice your boss. Because mm-hmm. that makes it extremely awkward. Does anyone disagree with that? No. Because
2: no. It's awkward.
0: Like a real world, real life or nothing matter to go, hey, you owe me 200 bucks for AirPods. But because it's your boss, you can't. If it were somebody else, you could. So that's what we say, irritated employee. That stinks. And also stinks that you had to watch your bosses. At least she paid you your rate. <laughs> yeah. She could have been like, nah, you work for me. Watch the dogs, you know? <laughs> Uh, good luck with that. Let us know how it turns out. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. If you want to email us, you sure can. Morgan, what do they do?
4: Mailbag at
5: bobbybones.com.
0: Fun Fact Friday. Let's go. The five most fun facts as curated by Amy.
6: Five.
2: So faking the moon landing in 1969 would have been harder than actually going to the moon.
6: That's interesting.
2: It would have also taken efforts of more than 400,000 conspirators to keep it a secret. That's funny because we think of,
1: okay,
0: you can fake anything for TV, but it was 1969.
1: Eh. I still believe it. No, you don't. You really don't believe that was fake. (laughs) I really don't. And also
0: for that many people to shut up about it. It's hard.
2: Yes, but I mean, there are people that think I can't get
0: four people to keep a secret. Yeah. (laughs) Like, seriously. Yeah, I understand because it was a race with Russia...
1: Got it. Hey, we won the race. Fair and square. Mm-hmm. There you go. O- or faked and square. <laughs> but probably fair and square. Number four.
2: So I don't know why they would do this, but CBS used to artificially add bird sounds to their golf coverage. What do you mean? why? Of course, I'll tell you why. It sounds more natural. It does. Yeah, okay. it sounds like they're outside. Well, there you go. Sorry, I don't watch much golf. I'm like, why do you need birds chirping? You're because you're outside. Soothing?
1: Yeah, it's like golf. Nature. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, there you. There you go. Now we know why. But in 2000, a bird expert noticed the noises didn't match the birds that lived in okay, the area. Okay, Tattletale. Come on, man. And exposed the scam. See, snitches get
0: stitches.
1: If you we ask were it. enjoying the fake birds. Yeah. And you know what? Keep playing them. <laughs>
2: I'm cool with it. Well, yeah. It's not like people are gonna take the time to be like, "What birds I are native here?" I can't believe this guy
1: wrote a
0: letter or an email going, "Actually, the equine." For well, the night, t- <laughs> shut up. Equine, horse. I don't know, Amy. Okay. I'm just saying animals. I'm not sure <laughs> of. Number three. Do
2: you know where the word phony comes from?
0: Phony. Let me think about this. Yeah, phony. Think about ph, it. ph. Phony.
2: Yeah. Phony. Phonograph.
0: Someone calls me on a phonograph with a prank call. I would call that a phony. I'm gonna go with something coming over a phonograph that's not accurate.
2: Okay. Well, the word "phony" comes from telephone. Ooh. Since early phones had such bad audio quality, they often, you know, felt like people's voices sound fake or disguised. So it was phony.
1: You got to give me a little credit yeah, on that. Yeah, you were one. close. Pretty good.
2: You're close. Twenty-eight percent. Yeah. Right. I liked it.
1: You went. What did you say? Phonograph. Phonograph. Er, but it was. Phone. It was even easier. It was telephone.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I went back, back, back. <laughs> Way back. Yeah, yeah. Number two.
2: So we say O'clock. O'clock
4: like it's four five O'clock, 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 O'clock. Five
2: O'clock. 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 Yes, because in the 13th through the 17th centuries, clocks were not prominent. So when someone was telling you the time from a clock and not a sundial, or maybe they were just guessing, they'd say it's four of the clock. And then that became O'clock.
0: Wow. Four of the clock. Yeah, That's like according cool. to the
2: clock, it's four, but I don't know. Four of, of the, the clock, clock. Mm-hmm. four of the clock. I thought it was just like Irish. <laughs> no, but no. No duels, right?
3: It's Joe it's Donald. weird to think <laughs> of
2: a time where when all of that was. I mean, obviously, it had to happen at some point, but to be in that weird development time of time.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Number one.
2: There's no expiration date on honey. <laughs>
0: really, really. It's
2: the only food that can actually last forever. I didn't know that. Me Neither.
0: So we could be eating honey that was from the dinosaurs.
2: I don't even know why I've ever thrown honey out.
1: True. Because I have the, but
2: sometimes it gets like it
1: crystallizes. a bottle, it gets crusty. Yes. Yeah. And it gets darker, I think. Well, But it's not bad. You're,
2: you're not gonna die if you eat it.
0: Honey is unexpirational.
2: Actually, don't quote me on that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's
6: your number one fun <laughs> fact.
2: I know, but like the die part. I don't okay. I don't wanna be attached to that. Fun
6: fact Friday. Yeah. Vibe bounce. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number 2's 30 second skinny.
5: All new music out today. Miranda Lambert released a new song if I was a cowboy. I'd be a living and leaving, they've
4: been on a whiskey and I'm my feelings. You thought the west was wild, but you ain't settled up with me. If I was a cowboy, I'd be the queen.
5: Walker Hayes released a new song called You Girl.
6: Guys like
4: me like girls that look like you. Girls, every bottom blue. Girl, every shade of blue. Jeans look mean. With a body like that. Girls, I'm going through. Girl, do what you do.
5: Blanco Brown released a new song for the documentary, The Mustangs America's Wild Horses. The song is called Never Gonna Tame You. Never Gonna Tame You. Albums out today, Zach Brown Band's album called The Comeback and Ryan Hurd's album called Palago. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on.
6: It's time for the good news.
4: With Amy. Tell me something
2: good. Mm-hmm. So a 16-year-old named Ethan was paralyzed after a tree trimming accident and his Come life. On.
6: It's time for the good news. With
4: Amy. Tell me something good.
2: So this guy was paralyzed after a tree trimming accident, and an architect found out about his accident, what happened, gathered the community together, and built a 500-square-foot handicap-accessible tiny home. And it's, like, right around the corner from his parents' house, so they're able to still get back and forth to there. They can help them, too. Yeah, it's something that's accessible to the wheelchair. Like, you would think a tiny home, that'd be hard to design to make that all possible, but the architect made it work. And so it's like an easy home to take care of, but also fit to his needs.
0: And also that architect didn't have to do that. Mm.
2: No. So shout out Dan Hill. He's an architect at Harbor South Architecture in Springfield.
0: Also, Jake Owen lived in a tiny house for a while. He did. By the way, tiny houses are small, but guys, you don't have to duck down to go in them. <laughs> Just in case people are wondering. It, you don't have to duck down. It's like an, a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah.
1: So a small one-bedroom apartment.
0: Yeah, but for a house. Like, it's that's, that's what it is. So you don't have to crawl on your belly to get in.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Basically. It's like the floor plan is 500 square feet. Doesn't mean the ceiling is. (laughs) I mean, I feel like, yeah. Yeah. But
0: that's awesome. He definitely didn't have to do that. That's the community coming together. We love that. That's what it's all about.
6: That was Tell Me Something Good. The Friday Morning Conversation
0: with Ryan Hurd. It's a big day today. Palago comes out from my friend Ryan Hurd. And Ryan is here with us. And you got a big old fat hit on your hands, too, by the way.
7: Thank you. Uh, it's been a, a very cool year. And um, I guess, it, I mean, this is my fourth single to country radio. And um, I don't know. I think it's just a testament to sticking with it and really, I don't know. I, I love what I get to do every day. And, and it's fun to have this song with Maren. And then to have it lead to an album is a dream come true.
0: Let's play a little clip of Chasing After You with Maren Morris.
4: But I know, yeah, I know.
0: What's Palago about? What's that mean?
7: So I wrote a song called Coast, which is track two on this album, and I needed a word that rhymed with Chicago. Oh. And oh. Uh, I thought I made it up, and it turns out it's a word in another language. Uh, it's Italian or Latin, and it means open sea, and it also means overwhelming passion. And I thought like that was such a cool umbrella for all these songs.
0: I was looking at the cover, which, by the way. It's a great cover. Thank you. Like you're quite a photogenic guy. Thanks. You're very aesthetically pleasing.
7: We try not to put the bad photos out. Well,
0: I don't know. listen. It made me not only want to listen to the music, but also like buy the clothes. It was basically an Instagram <laughs> ad to what he was wearing too. So I'm gonna ask this, and I hope you don't think it's creepy. But have you ever modeled?
7: Not really. No. I mean, we take enough photos just to do this job. So taking more would be probably a lot. But no, no modeling, really. So. <laughs> I think but he could. thank you for asking. You That's very could? kind of yeah. you. I th- yes, I think he... Is it creepy? Is that creepy yeah. that I'm asking if he should be a model? A I mean,
2: bit. I guess a <laughs> way to say it, Les, is like, have you ever been approached or has a company ever asked you, like, hey, we'd love to use you to model our clothes?
7: Oh, we did have that once. We did, uh, we had like a, we we worked with um, like a modeling agency in New York, the two of us at one point, and it, it was it was fun. We got to do like some fashion show stuff, and then you sort of figured out like, yeah, I like music a little bit more than this. <laughs> yeah. It's just a little more uh, interesting and uh, it's just it's sort of like a world where you we found out you have to kind of dive in 100% and be in like one of those cities that does that and Nashville's not really one of them.
0: Palago is out today Ryan Hurd is here I do have a lot more to talk to you about but can you uh, play us a little I have a favorite song on the record if you don't mind me requesting a little song there
7: do you care? I would love
0: that All right, how you. about Tab with my name on it like that's the one that I was drawn to uh, immediately oh,
7: thank you I I uh Thanks for, thanks for liking it, and thanks for listening. Um, Tell me about the song. I wrote it a while ago with um, my friend Aaron Eshise, who made this album with me, and then Joey Hyde, who also wrote Made for You for Jake Owen, and we have we came up together uh, writing songs and all kind of got our foot in the door at the same time and have stayed friends and partners throughout the whole thing, and, and it's an older song, and I haven't actually played it live ever, so this is going to be the first time, so that's cool. <laughs> but we got to do like. Thanks for asking. We so got, that's cool. We got to do a uh, like a full like eight piece. Not full, but an eight piece orchestra for tab with my name on it, and the next song, "What Are You Drinking," and uh, it was like one of the coolest creative moments that I've ever had. And so I'm glad you like it. Thank you.
0: Here it is for the first time ever. Ryan Hurd doing tab with my name on it. Mm.
4: Time to kill, nowhere to be So I walk to the bar down the street Just one drink and I don't feel nothing Bartender As if I need something we get to talking and I don't mean to But I'm on to another and I'm talking about you There's a tab with my name on it And I'll be sitting here all night TV with the game on it and Jukebox playing songs that I like But around drink three that's when it hits me that all I have without you with me is a with my name on it.
0: That's good stuff right there. Woo-hoo! That's good stuff.
7: Rate Thank that you. performance.
0: Rate the first time you've ever done it. How'd you uh,
7: feel? Oh, 10 out of 10, obviously. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you. If that's the first time, if they practice, holy crap, that's going to get real good. Honestly, we did right in there. <laughs> so teach me the chords, man. This is my uh, guitar player, Teddy, and he actually produced Chasing After You with Aaron, and so it's his actually first big single as a producer, so it's been fun to, I don't know, celebrate all that stuff. And I'm just so proud to have an album, man. I, that's why I signed a record deal, was to like get to put out albums and... um it's just such an amazing feeling to have it out and to be really proud of it and you know we debuted Chasing right here and so to get to come back to celebrate the album coming out is really special.
0: Today "Palago" is out from Ryan Hurd. I got a couple questions because you are at least you were uh, a, a big songwriter before you were an artist and he's got many number ones that he just wrote that he did not perform. He's got them from Luke and Lady A and Blake Shelton and so being a a songwriter that you are, 10 of the 11 tracks you wrote on the record. Keith Urban was talking to us and he said, uh, I think his bass player wrote Chasing After You? Yes. And so when you get that, was it written as a duet or was it a song that you thought we should do this together because it sounds like it could be a duet?
7: Uh, I think it originally was not a duet and um, we sort of put it together as one. And there's a version of it where there's a bridge that was written that was like a, f- like, for that purpose and Marin sang the bridge and then we kind of scrapped it and went back to her or just decided she would sing the second verse. But it's just a, it's a really incredible story about like this, the way that songs work in Nashville um, and just like even an old song, if it's great, still has an opportunity to like, I mean, it's not that old, but it is a few years old and it stuck around and we were always really, we knew it was really special and just the timing was never right to have us both really promote it together. And so um but yeah jerry flowers and brinley addington are the songwriters and uh, actually there's another song i didn't write on this album um called what are you drinking and it's track eight and i am i'm credited but i i was sent the song and added some stuff to it but it it, um another one that just like it i I don't have i can't do that i like I, i i listen to the song and i think i can't do that any better than that so i think that's when people really gravitate towards something that they don't have like a vested interest in. It's like, that's just a great song and I need it.
0: Teddy, you buy anything new lately? You got a song, you got a pretty, I mean, you're making money yourself. You're over there quiet saying nothing, but I, you ching, 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 ching.
4: I just smile and wave. Yeah. <laughs> smile, wave and,
0: you know, we look at your bank account when you get home. Congratulations to you too, man. I appreciate it. He's done a lot for me. So are you are you a you. quiet guy by nature?
3: Yes, I like to chill
0: out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) chill out. Count your money. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Congratulations, dude. Thank you so much. All right, you guys. Palago is out. It is out today. You guys know I love Ryan. There is there is uh, no confusion on my affinity for Ryan Hurd. Follow him at Ryan Hurd. You guys check out Palago, and you know I'll say this as we leave, and we're gonna play chasing after you. Hey, cha-ching, Teddy. More for you coming up. It's so good. You you want you're only not credited on one song, which we talked about. But you just said, "Hey, I'm credited on it, but I don't really consider myself." right. that's pretty honest and noble of you to even say that, Ryan. You know, because you could have just been like, "Hey, this is my I wrote this song too."
7: Uh, well, yeah, I I mean, I didn't though. So I I got to help with the bridge because I just felt like I needed to add. It just needed a little more for like, I had a little bit of a vision on it. But uh, uh, Troy Cartwright. And uh, Andy Albert and Aaron S. Ice wrote What Are You Drinking? And, and they let me tweak a little bit. But it really is, like, it's a special thing when somebody trusts you with their piece of music. And it's I've been really blessed to have other people put my song on the radio. So I guess just, like, getting an opportunity to, like, have that same experience as the artist with a writer, I, I don't know, I take it really seriously. And it's something that I just was really grateful for, just them letting me have it. So... Um, yeah, I mean it's a it's a huge day to celebrate for us and everyone on our team, and it's been a long time coming, and it's just it feels so so good to have, finally have it out. My point mm-hmm. is,
0: and I hope everybody understands this point: you are not a piece of crap.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> right? I unclear, too, right?
7: do too.
2: Right? <laughs> we all right. Do you think because you were a writer for so long first, like you have a certain level of respect for how that works, then maybe someone else that wasn't?
7: I, I mean, I think everyone in Nashville has a massive amount of respect for songwriters and songwriting in general I think that's why you see so many songs on the radio that the artist didn't write and I, that's very unique to our town and um well, let's just say I've written a lot and not one of them been cut and <laughs> <laughs> no respect for me huh? and nobody cut Hobby Lobby Bobby <laughs> other than us we had to cut it you did yeah. though
0: Palago from Ryan Heard the record's out today Uh love seeing you here appreciate you Teddy, this has been about you, though, too. Absolutely. Don't let the sex go to your head. Next <laughs> time you come in here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, We don't want to see you rolling up in a Bentley. You're yeah. demanding your own parking spot. Oh, and man. I know how Please get goes. Please go to Bentley. At one time, Ryan was you, and he came in with somebody, and it's all started there, and now look at him. Guys <laughs> guy's got flowers on his shoes. You know what beautiful. What yes. <laughs> shoes. All right, uh, Ryan heard everybody. You guys go check out Palago. <laughs> There's a podcast called The Biz Tape, and it's starting to pick up some traction, and it's kind of like... You know, what's happening in music news behind the scenes. And so here is what someone wrote. I'm so glad I started listening to the Biz Tape podcast. The first time I heard Bobby mention it, I just heard the word biz and thought it would be about business and taxes and boring stuff. But then I actually clicked on it. It's about the music industry and all the behind the scenes stuff. It is so good. I'm so happy that I gave it a chance. Check out today's episode. And this is Hadessa telling people on Facebook this. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's called the Biz Tape podcast. It's really, really a great podcast if you like music. And some of the stuff you're not supposed to know, they talk about. So be sure to check that out. Here's Amy's pile
6: of stories.
2: So I imagine a lot of parents have to do this if they want to shower, but they have a toddler. And they're like, okay, i got to get in. Maybe they'll be distracted, but I can see them through the glass. So hand them your phone to play with while you're showering. Well, this went wrong for one mom because her toddler went live on Instagram and showed her mom showering on Instagram live.
0: I saw that. Pretty pretty funny because hey, these toddlers are pretty good with phones. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They're really good. (laughs) So luckily the mom noticed because the toddler was like, hey, I need help with something and she realized she was live when uh, she got the phone so she was (laughs) able to end it but thousands, hundreds of thousands of people had already seen it and to make the mom feel better, another mom like left a comment like, don't worry, you know, my niece used my phone and bought 158 ice creams from McDonald's on Uber Eats I had no idea. And I was like, that is not the same thing. That is not going naked on Instagram Live. Yeah,
0: but both make me smile.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, from that, though, another parent commented that you should download a, a feature or use a feature called Guided Access. And that restricts an iPhone to a single app. So if your kid is on it, they can only access that app, and then you won't risk any of this other stuff happening. What's
0: it called again? It's called
2: Guided Access. I need that
0: from me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else?
2: So I know you love Squid Game, Bobby. I do. Uh, but man. experts are very concerned over children copying the games in the school playgrounds. So several schools have expressed their concerns, and there's a Facebook group called Safe on Social Media, and they've shared a warning for parents to keep an eye out on what children are watching and seeing because they're reenacting it at school.
0: To be fair, they're probably only playing the squid game, not the actual games. What do you mean? That's the only one that people would, would get hurt at. Not the games where people die.
2: Well, yeah, obviously they're not.
0: Have you watched the show?
2: I've watched one and a okay, half so episodes. Okay, so you haven't seen what this... That's s- why I said I know you're a fan. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mike, step in on this with me. The only game that kids could actually play and get hurt, if I'm correct, is the, the literal squid game, which is played... In Korea, when you're kids, yeah, probably, unless you like adapt another version of like the red light, green light using like a dodgeball or something. That, but that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? I think dodgeball should, yeah, but then you'd have to hit the kid. It, <laughs> yeah, right. <exactly>. I think it hurt. I think what they're worried about is the, and uh, it's no worse than Red Rover. Oh, yeah. Squid Game is no worse than Red Rover.
2: That hurt. I'd love kid. to see a
0: professional league of that. Just see arms ripped off. Gosh. <laughs> uh, but yes, I can see where, heck, even I want to reenact Squid Game.
2: Mm. Are we going to do that here?
0: No. With paintball no, guns. With paintball guns. That would be so fun. <laughs> all right, what else? Okay.
2: So Luke Combs shared a story about the first time he hung out with his hero, Eric Church. I guess Luke and his wife, they were invited over for a steak dinner, and Eric kept filling up his whiskey glass all night long, and uh, here's Luke talking about it.
4: Eric Church got me so drunk that I threw up on the way on leaving his house. I didn't throw up, like, in the house or anything, but in the middle of the road. It's kind of
3: like semi-college-ish, being like 4.30, you know what I mean? I don't think he knows that
4: either. So I'm hoping that he doesn't see this.
2: So that reminds me of the John Party story that John told you one time, Bobby, where he took shots with George Strait because he'd, he'd been drinking a lot of beer. But then George Strait offers you some tequila. So you take it. And he said he took it. It was awesome. But then later, um, it wasn't I think, like, awesome
1: anymore. walked
2: off the bus and threw up.
1: <laughs> yeah, because beer before liquor Never sicker. But it
0: was George Strait's own tequila. <laughs> right. So it felt like
6: I got to yeah. do it. <laughs> you
1: had <gotta> to do it.
2: <laughs> I'm Amy. That's my pile.
6: That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news.
4: With producer Eddie. Tell me something good
1: witnesses in Florida saw something really, really cool. There was a rainstorm, and an older lady coming from the grocery store was in an electric scooter, and she got stuck in the storm, oh, and no. the scooter broke down with all her groceries. Oh no! And out of nowhere, these four guys, I guess they're walking from work. They see her, they get her groceries. One carries the older lady, and the other two pick up the scooter and get her out of the rainstorm. And so the people that saw this are like, oh my gosh, these are some amazing men. We want to just highlight them.
0: Dang. I relate. My Jeep once got it got
1: stuck in the rain. And then who came to save you? Nobody. <laughs> you needed these poor dudes to come. That's save awesome you. for those guys. Yeah, yeah it's really And cool. that stinks for her too. I know. The helpless feeling of like And it then your dies. scooter dies.
0: Even if it's raining and you're still rolling your scooter. Yeah. You're getting wet. Yeah. Then your
6: scooter dies. <laughs> oh
0: no. No, no. Oh no
6: no 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 no. no. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good.
0: We are moments away from Kelly Clarkson.
4: Even though
0: 40-year-old Virgin is so old, I'm going to ask her about that if she knew that was happening. Uh, Here's a voicemail from last night.
5: I'm just calling you because I wanted to tell you how much I love your show, but I want to tell you my favorite part. My favorite part is when Eddie wins the game
2: because... Eddie wins often, and everybody starts singing his song. I love it
4: so much because now y'all have me singing. I have no idea what I'm singing, but I love it so much. It just puts me in a good mood. Yay. Viva Eddie. Oh,
1: Viva Eddie. Is that the new term? Viva Eddie. Let's be real. I don't even know what I'm singing, but I love this. It's my Theo Fufa, my uncle. This is Eddie's uncle singing this song while he
0: plays it. Hey, we have a song. I have a song from My Real Dad singing. Here it is. Oh, my God. Oh, just kidding. Silence? That was him. Okay. Yeah, That song I heard from him a lot growing up. That, that was a lullaby he sang to me every night before I went to bed. Oh <laughs> okay. All right, over to Amy with the morning corny.
4: <laughs> the morning
0: corny.
2: What do you call two witches sharing an apartment?
0: What do you call two witches sharing an apartment?
2: Broommates.
0: <laughs>
2: That's pretty
8: funny. Good. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> That
6: was the morning corny. The Friday morning conversation with
8: Kelly Clarkson. Kelly, how are you? I'm so good, man. How you doing?
0: You know, pretty good. Working. What is your like normal work day like between being a mom and you know, you hosting the show and doing the voice. Like, what is it? When do you wake up? When do you go to bed?
8: Uh, I wake up anywhere from uh, 6 to 6.30. And then I get off work at, like, get finished usually around 4.
0: How taxing is doing a daily talk show?
8: I really love it. Um, I think mostly because I love everyone that I work with there. And everyone's so... Kick ass at their job that I don't have to worry about anything, you know. So, um, and I love talking. I mean, you get it. It's easy to talk to people. So, um, and my hours aren't these hours. So I got to be on. So, (laughs) so that's way easier. So, um, no, and I get to do music. My band's there. It's just a, it's a different kind of talk show. So it's, it's a, it's a really like fun, like awesome gig. I think the hardest part of it is I'm such an emotional person. Like. I cry like every day because we have all these really cool people on the show and just doing some amazing things. And I'm, you know, the news is hard sometimes. So it's like cool to like be surrounded by these really rad people that come on the show that are like really trying to make humanity better. So it's that that that's the hard part because I'm just like, oh, I'm drained. But um, but it's in a good way.
0: Before I get to the Christmas record. I want to talk about you singing at the beginning of your show. Are there some days where you're like, I just don't want to sing.
8: Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And those days, um, <laughs> I just, you know, you put your, you just put your best foot forward. <laughs> it's more, it's mostly like, I'll be honest with you. Um, it was last week. I have never seen a Lance set in concert and she came to the bowl and m- me and my friends were like, Oh my God, like live shows are back. Like, we messed it up. We went, we had such a good time and we had this little box kind of to ourselves too. So that was cool. But I sang harmony at the top of my lungs, like my 13 year old self was living her best life and out in the cold air. And then the next day I was like, oh, (laughs) like," and I had to come back to work and sing. And I was like, so we're going to do everything in Tony Braxton's (laughs) keys. I was like, my voice is shot. And we kind of, it's really awesome because they learn um, that we get a ton of karaoke sent in, like like requests from people. So I can at last minute sometimes have a switch and go, oh my god, can we do something where I can sound kind of wrecked and worn, and it sounds fine, and and then we we kind of have to maneuver um, a little bit. But that happens every now and then. I mean, good gosh. I mean, do you always want to talk to people every day? No, no. no,
0: no. <laughs> no. Sometimes I don't want to. I don't want to talk at all. Yeah, yeah. You're I know,
8: right. I know. It's like silence. <laughs>
0: the uh, Christmas album's out today. When Christmas comes around. When did you record this, and did you have to do one of those setups where you make it look like Christmas in March?
8: Uh, well, it was actually very sweet. I recorded um, most, or like half of it, I guess, um, at my TV studio because that's where my musical director. He has a whole like studio setup, so and he produced half the album which he's produced a ton of stuff for me before. And then I also Jesse Shatkin's house. Um, I don't think he decorated at all, but I don't really have to like, I'm like such a child at heart when it comes to stuff. I close my eyes and I'm in Wonderland. So I don't really have to to think too hard at that. I think the thing that was hard for me with making this Christmas album was, man, I hope people aren't wanting wrapped in red because I was in a different place um, when I put that album out. And so this album really does have it. Take it, There's an emotional kind of, uh, journey on it, so you know there's some some like hard to listen to songs that are some real raw messages, and then there's some classics that are like fun and uplifting. And it's <clears throat> excuse me, and it's also there's some sarcasm, and it's just kind of. I told my label I was like, look, I was like, you want me to make a Christmas album? Not particularly feeling jolly, so <laughs> I was like, um, so you know, it's a very honest album, um, even though it's a Christmas one, and that's why I called it When Christmas Comes Around um, because. When it does come around, we can be in very different places, and all those places are valid and okay. Um, you know, obviously, I hope people relate to the more happier tones, but um, sometimes they don't.
0: I want to play a little bit of Glow, which has our buddy Chris Stapleton on it, and then I want to ask yeah. you about this specifically. So here's some of Glow.
4: Nothing has changed.
8: So, when you go have to. have a duet with Chris Stapleton. I just wanted to remind you. That's honestly. what I was going to say. Like,
0: <laughs> you know, I know you have a song that you've done with Brett and you have a song with Ariana when you're, you know, talking about duets. But for me, when I see the Stapleton duet, I'm like, man, that's super cool. Were you extremely oh. pumped to get a yes from that?
8: I have the funniest story that I actually haven't told anyone yet. <laughs> but I was so excited. Um, and so excited! He turned around so fast too after I asked him, and I honestly wasn't expecting him to say yes. I mean, I just feel like everybody asked him to sing, and I, I get you know really nervous about asking because I've been turned down a lot honestly with singing with people. So, so I got really nervous, and um, I was so excited. He said yes, and he, like I said, he turned the music around so quickly, and his voice is just magical. Oh, but it, but I made this whole video like outside um, my Jesse Shacken studio because I was listening to it, I got it, and I like literally sounded like a child on a roller coaster. And I made this video and I sent it to Chris (laughs) and I was like, just so happy. It just sounded so amazing. And I, we texted back like, you know, nonstop. And then I didn't hear after the video, (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, he's like stage five cleaner. (laughs) But I, but I, I literally was so happy. I think, you know, there are few, artists um I love a lot of artists but I mean there are a few artists that really move me that that make me like want to be a better singer and make me want to like do better um and and inspire me creatively and he's one of them and has been since before everyone knew him and we were both at some event and I, I think he was playing with the uh the steel, steel, steel drivers. drivers so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was playing with the steel drivers. And I was like, who the hell is this? And we were both at some event. And I've just, since that moment, I remember sitting in, at the, the Grinnell opera and in that seat going, Oh my God, this guy is like one of the most talented singers I've ever heard. And I'm just so excited. Like one that he's had such an amazing career and still is. And then also that his amazing freaking voice is harmonizing with mine. <laughs>
0: The album "When Christmas Comes Around" is out today. It's uh, 15 tracks. It's all Christmas. But when is it okay to listen to Christmas music in your house? When do you start?
8: I'm different. So I I like Christmas in June, man. So I'm I don't listen to it like nonstop or anything. But I will like all of a sudden be like, this I need to feel good. I'm gonna turn this mood around, and I will put on some Bing Crosby or some you know Alanis or not Alanis, Amariah. Sorry, i just went to her concert uh, to mariah carey's christmas which is an amazing album um so like I, mean, I just i'll do it just to like kind of turn my mood around so i i love christmas music but i mean if we're being honest it's october so we should probably get through halloween and like Thanksgiving <laughs> for her. um but it's like i guess i get it they're they're releasing music a little earlier because by the time it comes out you only have so long to maybe listen so I don't know. Maybe they're wanting people to pregame before the season starts. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Kelly Clarkson's on with us. I've got a few questions I've just always wanted to ask. So if you can bear with me for a second, because some of these are really old questions. Did you know before the 40-year-old virgin came out that Steve Carell was going to yell your name at the chest waxing scene?
8: No, I found out and I was actually going to see a movie at at the movie theater and that was a preview. And I wasn't paying attention to what was happening on the screen yet. And um, then when we were leaving, uh, there were people stopping me and they're like, did you hear that was your name? He yelled your name. And I was like, what? And I, I didn't understand what was happening. And no matter what I do in my career, I could find the cure to cancer. OK, and no one will remember anything as much as they'll remember my name. <laughs> he yelled while getting waxed. <laughs> it's like it's the one thing when I met Steve, I was like, I, you have set me up for failure, man. I could do <laughs> nothing to top this.
0: <laughs> Kelly Clarkson's on with us. Uh, when you're in the shower, do you feel like you're a better singer in the shower, much like we do?
8: 100%. It, like, yeah, so all that steam, it's amazing. I'm I'm always singing Aretha in the shower. It's amazing singing. It. But also, it, funny enough, I wrote um, a few of the songs on this record in the shower. I write a lot of my songs in the shower. I don't know why. It's an inspiring place. Do with that what you will. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will. I will. But I will, I will, I will uh, pivot from that.
8: Um, I know there is, you know, no segue. (laughs) uh,
0: A couple more. How soon or has it already happened Where people are sliding in your DMs now?
8: Okay. Here's the thing to know about me. (laughs) Uh, The people in this room just laughed Cause like, I didn't even know what a DM was for the longest time. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that was a possibility. And then people would be like, I totally like sent you a message. And I was like, where? (laughs) They were like the DM. I was like, where the hell is that? I was like, (laughs) I had all these DMs that I never saw because I had never checked it. And then I saw social dilemma. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, it freaked me out and I didn't want to be that guy in the film, the puppet. So I actually deleted my apps. And like what I do now is like, I'll have, it makes the process harder for my team, but whatever. It's something I had to do for my life. Cause I didn't want to be on my phone all the time. Um, I do it all in emails. If I'm at a concert, I'll like text wise, just sitting right beside me and I'll be like, Hey, can you post this for me? Or like, And then they'll send me like a bunch of things to like respond to that fans are sending in or whatever. But I just, that's like in an email that I can all get it done. I feel like I just, I don't want to be that checked in all the time. So I know that sucks because I'm supposed to do that kind of stuff, but to all my team, I'm sorry again, but it was just one of those choices I had to make. So I'm not really, I don't see it.
0: Kelly Clarkson on with us. Her new Christmas album is out today. It's called when Christmas comes around. It's got some classics. It's got some songs that, that she ha- has written. It's got Ariana and Stapleton and Brett on there. So I hope you guys check it out and start playing it today. It, you, have, you have permission as soon as Halloween hits to start <laughs> playing <laughs> it. All right, Kelly. Hey, good to talk to you. Thank you, and I uh, hope you're doing well.
8: Hey, you too, man. And if this happened to be one of the days you didn't want to talk, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Kelly. Bye.
0: <laughs> we Google easy trivia for kids. That's where this game comes from, easy trivia. And then we see who can last the longest. So, Amy, Eddie, Morgan number two, and playing for Lunchbox will be Raymundo. Yeah! So if Ray wins, Lunchbox wins. Everybody good with that? Yep. yep. Okay. You're playing for the tiara, which by the way, Eddie's in the lead again this season. And I still have the tiara from yeah. last season, so yeah. there you go. When guests will come and tour the studio, it's the last group that came in, they're like, then that's Eddie's tiara, well, he, a, he won Easy Trivia. Hey,
1: it's becoming a conversation piece, I like it.
0: Okay, here we go, Easy Trivia. Amy, you're up first. Mm-hmm. Which candy bar shares its name with the galaxy? Mars. That would be
2: what? No, or Milky that would be Way. Correct,
0: but, but no, no one no, goes nobody goes home. home on the first question. Mars is a planet. Huh?
2: What? Oh, Milky Way galaxy. Milky Way. Yeah. I get it now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just answered
0: too rough quickly. start, Amy. But yeah. nobody goes home in the first round. There she is, Amy. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Woo! What, what would you consider to be your lucky number?
2: Hmm. Good question. Thank you. Don't know that I have one. No but, lucky number. Um.
0: You don't have to pick one just for no reason. but no, you No, yeah, I go. have
2: no lucky number. Okay, there you go.
0: There she is, Amy, everybody. <laughs> Eddie, over to you. Come on. What are the name of the Super Mario brothers?
1: Mario and Luigi.
0: That is correct. Welcome, Yay. Eddie, to the show. Eddie, what, do you have a lucky number? Yeah, 21. That's I'll, true. You always tell me to bet red 21. Red
1: 21 in Vegas. Roulette, baby.
0: Alright, over to Morgan. Morgan, which pop culture franchise has characters named Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Darth Vader?
5: That would be Star Wars. That is
0: correct. Morgan, number two. Morgan, what is your lucky number?
5: It's 12. Always been 12 since I played softball. It's just been the number. Wow.
0: And Raymundo, you're stepping in for Lunchbox today. Yep. How you feeling? Great. You feel like you can win this thing for him?
3: Yeah. Yeah. What princess lost a glass slipper? That would be Cinderella. That is hey. true, Rainbow, do hey. you have a lucky number. Yeah, it's 23. It was always a sports number, and it usually wins in Vegas, but I don't gamble anymore, so you Jordan. guys can try it. What
0: do you mean it usually wins
1: in Vegas? <laughs> <That's> no chance. <laughs> not do, usually. Do
2: you have a lucky? You have one, right?
1: What do you think it is? Uh, four?
2: No, three. But, okay, so, so I was close, but is, am I the weird one for not having a lucky number? No. Hmm,
4: okay. Feels
2: it, weird because everybody has one. <laughs>
3: you just could have picked one would been a lot easier. 69.
1: <laughs> Any number, Amy. All
0: right, here we go. Amy, ready? We're now on the clock. If you miss it, you're out. The questions get a little harder to reach around. Amy, how many seconds are in a minute?
2: 60 seconds.
0: Correct.
4: Yeah.
0: Eddie, what biblical figure built an ark? That's Noah's ark. Noah. Correct. Morgan, what is the term length for the president of the United States? Well,
5: there's four years and. Four years.
0: Correct. Raymundo, what gas makes voices sound higher when inhaled?
3: Oh, we've done this on the show before, so I should know it. Helium. That is correct. Everybody goes
0: around three. Good job, everybody. Amy, what video game system does Sony produce?
2: Xbox.
0: And that's incorrect.
2: Is See it, ya. What? What? What is it? I don't play video hey. games. What is it? You Why? Like, what is it? I don't know. Sony Xbox, the- Sony PlayStation. Got I'm it. So- ah! Why don't I play video games? Why wasn't it?
0: But I don't- Morgan, do you play video games?
2: No. Would I, I would have said PS5. But that yeah, would have been a PlayStation.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that would have been wrong? It'd, no, it would be right.
2: So Sony PlayStation is Another Sony PlayStation. too? <laughs> what did I say?
0: Xbox. Ah! You've been eliminated.
2: I, uh, I can't.
0: That's an early elimination. Yeah.
2: You don't have to remind me.
0: I mean, maybe one of the earliest we've ever had. You got actually missed the first one too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, That I just answered. You went one for
0: three. Mm -hmm. Dang, Amy. Yeah, I don't. Ooh, how embarrassing! All right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What is it? I don't even remember now. Eddie,
0: what's the capital of England? London. Correct. Morgan, what continent is the Nile River in?
5: I believe that's Africa. Is that your answer? Yeah, Africa.
0: Correct. Raymundo. Mm -hmm. Dover is the capital of what U.S. state?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know it's not Tennessee or Texas or Michigan. Which one is it? The three states he's lived in. Yes. (laughs) Dover. I mean, it's the East Coast. I want to say Maryland, and I think that's the only one that's coming to mind. It's not Maine. That's a weird one. Dover. Dover. It's, It's got to be Maryland. I'd like to apologize to all
0: of our Delaware listeners. We do pretty well there. We have a lot of listeners, a lot of great listeners. Oh, man. Um, Dover is the capital of Delaware. You've been boned.
3: I had the area right, just not the state.
0: Did you at all think Delaware in your list of options?
3: It was, if I actually I'd see a map and I had 20 minutes, I could have maybe narrowed it down and that would have been one of the two. 20 minutes you needed.
2: So he exited the same round I did, but you're not slamming him for it.
0: Well, that's a little harder and he didn't miss the first question.
2: Well, that, I answered Yellow it. card.
0: Oh, Amy, you I'm gotta just stop saying, getting those. Well,
2: I don't want to be brought down <laughs> when other people are performing the same.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, but also, he's he's Ray. He's hopped in for one game. Okay. Anyway, okay. moving on Two of us here. left. Let's go. <laughs> hey, Eddie. Come on. Romeo
1: and Juliet. Ah, where art thou? What family is Juliet from? Oh, no. Thank
2: goodness. It's
1: either the Capulets or the... <gasps> Romeo. He is part of the Capulets.
0: What family is Juliet from?
1: What's the other one? Well, this makes it easy because I can't think of the other one, so all I can think of is Capulets. So give me Juliet the Capulet. Correct. Yeah! What's the other one? What? The
0: Montague. mon- Mike, we looked at the Montagues. Montagues? Something like that. Okay, who cares? I've read that Great. Oh. Yeah, Romeo, Montague. I mean, you say it. Montague. Huh, all right. Um, Morgan. All right, Morgan. Who famously dueled Alexander Hamilton?
5: I watched Hamilton. Why? I don't
0: know why you watched it. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> is like, why good. is it
5: not in my brain? Because I watched it recently
0: who famously duelled Alexander Hamilton.
5: Oh, I'm going to be so mad when I hear this.
1: <laughs> you got that button ready?
5: Oh, yeah, I'm going to give her about gosh. 5 more seconds.
1: Okay.
5: <laughs> I have way too many names, we my-
0: Well, spit them out. I need an answer, Morgan. You've been what? Oh. What? Wait, 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 wait.
5: <laughs> Really <laughs> fun, but it's deserved because all I have in my brain right now
0: <laughs> is what? Come on,
5: it's Alexander Grand Bell.
0: You think that the Battle of the Alexanders is like a pay per view? That's kind of cool. <laughs> Hamilton and Gran Bell one on one for the title. Nice, <laughs>
4: Yes, the and King I know of the Alexanders. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Your answer is Alexander Grand Bell.
4: Yeah,
0: you've been boned. The answer is. Emma. Emma. <laughs> from the dumb Got Milk commercial <laughs> The guy answers a trivia question on the radio and they're like what's the answer? Uh, uh, no, I'm just, sorry what's that? Aaron uh, Got Milk? Yeah
1: toilet. It's oh. Aaron Burr I've never seen that commercial Oh, it's old it's I old. mean, it's like a real old one
0: Eddie, you now have four wins <laughs> Guys, what, what do you say? What do you say? It's almost time Nothing. to name you the GOAT of Easy Trivia That's what I'm talking about One more
1: win Wow, mean? the Tom Brady of Easy Trivia Two in a row The only two championships ever The Michael Jordan of Easy Trivia Wow this is unbelievable Your one went away The Tom Hanks of Easy Trivia I don't know where that,
0: com- that analogy comes okay, from Okay, the Garth
1: Brooks of Easy Trivia okay, Whatever you say <laughs> There he is, our winner, yeah!
0: Eddie winning Easy Trivia Hey, strong on the Capulet answer, though
1: Thank you Thank you I, If it was the other way around I would not have gotten Montague No chance
0: Amy made fun of you when you got that.
2: question. No, I was hoping you were gonna miss it. Not gonna lie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Amy roots hard against. No, him.
2: I because de- I definitely am annoyed by you winning, but it is what it is.
1: <laughs> or are you That's annoyed I by you losing?
2: I, probably that, but it's a, it's annoying that somehow he keeps winning. Like yeah. other people happen to get the question, but I don't know. You it, thought Mars
0: was a galaxy? I
2: no, I answered too quickly. I thought Mars candy bar, and then I thought it through and I said Milky Way, and then I was like, oh shoot, you're right, galaxy. You you didn't say planet, you said galaxy. I am probably annoyed with myself more, but then kind of annoyed with
6: Eddie. Well, there's our winner, Eddie, <laughs> everybody. Come on. come on. It's time for the good news.
4: With Bobby. Tell me something good.
6: Okay, picture it. 1968.
0: <laughs> At just 18 years old, Gus Albrighton was deployed with the Army to fight in the Vietnam War. Quote, I graduated from high school on a Friday night, he recalls. On Saturday, I got my draft notice. And on Monday... I was up here in Georgia at Fort Benning. He was injured three separate times in that war, earned multiple purple hearts. After the war, he went back to civilian life, but he kept his purple heart as the keepsake. He's like, hey, I kept a lot of it in a big water jug. He got pocket knives, a bunch of change, and then he kept his purple hearts in there too. Well, someone robbed his house and stole that jug in 1982. Oh, no. Oh, no.
6: Oh no. <laughs> oh, no, no,
0: no, no, no. That's awful. And so he obviously thought he'd never see it again, and here we are now in 2021, you know, still... That jug's nowhere to be found. But that changed recently when Jamie Bath found a Purple Heart at a yard sale. She purchased it and then was like, I got to get this to whomever's this. So, use the name of the back of the metal, track down old Gus Albrighton, who had moved to Dublin, Georgia, and he got it back after 38 years. He has his Purple Heart back. That is so okay, cool. Okay,
2: but how did the person at the garage sale, are they part of the people that stole it or somehow they ended up with it? And did they not think, I wonder if we should find out who this Purple Heart belongs to? So, shout out to her.
0: Think about this. Let's go back to the beginning of the story and how times have changed. You going back to the 60s now? Yeah. Picture it. 1968. Got it. Okay. They had a draft. First of all, wild. Crazy. Yeah. Secondly, his number comes up. And two days later, he's there.
1: The day Monday. after he graduated high he school. He graduates
0: yeah. Friday. On Saturday, he got his draft notice. On Monday, he's ready. And then he was Unbelievable. off. Unbelievable. I mean,
2: uh, yeah, to be in that, that, I just can't imagine. After, I told you after my dad died, we were going through his wallet and we found his card, his draft exemption card for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I never knew he was carrying that around in his wallet. And now, I mean, my theory is... That he carried around and not forget. like Totally. That, that's a, that was a crazy, prop, really wild time. And for whatever reason, he I don't think he was like trying to not serve his country because he had brothers that did. But I think he had other things he needed to take care of. And he got an exemption.
0: Well, Gus Albritton, shout out to you for serving. Jamie Bath, shout out to you for finding this, buying it, and getting it back to him. Yeah, It's a good story. That's what it's all about. That
6: was Tell Me Something Good.
0: I had Jody Messina on the Bobbycast, which comes out today. And so I was interviewing her, and she has, "Hits Carolina,
2: Tills, California.
0: was not a number one song. Really? really? Wasn't it? Where,
2: where did it land?
0: Well, it stayed at number two forever because Brooks and Dunn, they had... Um, My Maria. My oh. Maria. It's the same exact time, and that song didn't fall. That's mm. unfortunate. Yeah, so then, later on, another one of her massive songs. A lesson and Leaving. You got a less... Yeah. Was it was at number two forever because... Lone Star Amazed was
2: oh, forever? It. Forever, number eight one? weeks. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, that sucks. Her biggest
0: song was not a number one song. Mm-hmm. Because Heads Carolina Tells California is one of the biggest country songs of the 90s. Straight up. But she's on the Bobbycast. We will put that out when this radio show is over at 10 Central. So you guys can hit it up. Search for the Bobbycast wherever you podcast. There's a great one with Reba from last week. One with Ashley McBride from... You know, a couple weeks before that, so check it out. All right, let's go and catch up on the news. Bobby's
4: Big
2: Stories.
0: An asteroid bigger than the Great Pyramid of Giza is on course to pass by Earth today. NASA says something that would cause damage and impact the whole area if it were to hit Earth. It'd kill us all, but not to worry. Okay. Just heads up. Don't okay. worry. Don't worry. several more of them about the same size are headed here in the next few weeks but none are expected to be close enough to cause alarm listen we're just playing the odds right I mean eventually one of these things is gonna line up if they're flying all around us eventually one of them is gonna we probably won't be alive but you can see how this would eliminate life from this planet for it to start over again aka the
2: dinosaurs
1: Mm -hmm. which is which is gonna
2: happen the asteroid or the dice the hundred sided dice landing on the number we call that's a good
1: question Probably the asteroid. Probably
0: the asteroid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Riley pleaded guilty in California Tuesday to federal wire fraud charges for faking cancer over a seven-year period.
2: Oh, my God! Selecting
0: over $100,000 in donations. Mm. Riley shaved her head to mimic the side effects of chemo, shared pictures of herself at hospitals on social media, and received donations from friends, family, and members of her church for personal expenses. She faces up to 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. Thoughts. That's I mean, not nice. uh,
2: would, okay, the hospital photos. Does she just go up there yep. for and, and it. act like I'm here? Yep. Oh my gosh, that's so. It's just terrible, and it's sad, and it sucks because for people that really needed help and care over the last seven years, that didn't, you know, because maybe other people were like, oh well, I'm helping this friend, can't help that person. Oh my gosh.
0: And that does affect people. Yeah. Just in people reaching out to me, not so much about being sick, but like, hey, I'd like to meet so and so artist. I'm. Um, dying I've been fooled on a couple of those so I don't mess, really mess with them anymore unless I can get like double verification mm-hmm. so but it does ruin it and yes that's a tough one now she's gonna go to prison what are you in for they're gonna beat her up yeah that's one of those that people it don't matter what you did you fake cancer yeah that's an evil person that's a bad yeah that's a bad one Brother, you robbed somebody yeah and yeah a good Samaritan who helped a stranger fix a bicycle realized that it was his own stolen bike wait what a guy who helped a man fix his bike realized he was fixing his own. <laughs> and he didn't even know it had been stolen. Yeah. John Devlin, 64, stopped to repair the handlebars of a bicycle that this guy, Paul Hartley, had earlier taken from his shed. Mr. Delvin was able to identify the bike as his own because there was a distinctive sticker and a helmet attached to it. He was like, that's stickers. mine. <laughs> yeah. And then he started chasing the thief
1: down the street.
2: Yeah. They ran. <laughs>
1: Bones, I saw a car the other day that looked just like mine. I mean identical. It had certain like accessories that mine does, and my heart dropped. I saw it driving, I'm like, that's my car well, were you've you also in had, But your you've car? also had your Jeep stolen I before. Have, I have, and there was someone driving it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's my car, and I'm watching it being stolen right now. And then I looked at the wheels and I'm like, nope, those rooms are different. Can I ask you a question about your license plate? What? Did you get a new license plate? No. Is it is yours yellow? No.
0: Okay, there's somebody that was had a Jeep at work. Uh-huh. Where they don't tread on me license plate. That's not mine. Um, and I yeah. thought Eddie Eddie went, don't tread on me on his license plate. No, would I ever do that? I think
2: you have to have served to do that, right?
0: I don't know, but I thought <laughs> it was an Eddie's sp- park. Eddie doesn't have a for sure spot, but we're here around the same time in the morning. And he's right beside me. And I pulled out Reggie with the Don't Tread On Me license plate. And I was like, <laughs> That would be funny if that Eddie? was my license <laughs> That's not something he would do, I don't think. All right, thank you, guys. That's the news. Close it up. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Going to go over to the phones and talk to Bethany in Rogers, Arkansas. Bethany, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on?
4: Hi, good morning, studio. Good morning. morning. Uh, I am curious how the firefighter dating situation. I don't think dating is fair. The conversation is going.
0: Yeah, that's a question I've had too, but I kind of don't want to kill Abby's game so much. Abby, does he know he's being talked about on the radio now?
5: Yep. (laughs) He knows. Okay. So he could Uh, be listening now.
0: Well, (laughs) then, are are there any plans or are there any massive updates you want to give us?
5: Uh, There is a plan in the works, so I I shouldn't give too much away. I just want to keep it a little... Uh, Low-key right now, and I, you know, I may have an update as far as how things go this weekend.
4: What?
1: What? I'm so curious.
4: (laughs) Like, For
0: those that are new to the show, Abby got a random text from somebody, was like, hey, here's a picture of me in front of a fire truck, good-looking firefighter guy, and he was like, oh, I didn't mean to send that to you, I meant to send that to my boss, and Abby's like, huh, then they start talking back and forth, and then we started talking to Abby, like, this might be a scam. So she goes, "Hey, this was your boss. You meant to send this to? Send me his number." So he shows her his fire chief's boss, which is basically the last two numbers of Abby's like inverse switched. So, we're like, I don't know, maybe it is true. And then we look and he he had blocked Abby from Instagram while he was also texting with her. Weird. W- which was weird. But
2: yeah, none of us, we all could see We him. all
0: could see his page, but that he was private, mm-hmm. but we could see his page. And yet Abby kept texting with him. And there is a plan to meet up with him, Abby, or
5: well, I don't what? know about meet up, but we're but, gonna talk. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> has he explained the Instagram thing? No, it's basically all kind of denying everything. So I still want answers. <laughs> okay. Well, I still mm-hmm. want them. I can't. I can't let it go. I'm like, no. I I really need to know because it's just it's not matching.
0: Okay, Monday show. Tuesday show, wow. Baby so no never. questions if he's right listening, now. Hey, if he's listening, we're never talking about this again. But Monday show, okay? Uh, yeah, <laughs> he didn't yeah. hear that. We're never gonna talk. How do? About he, this? Why? How's he listening? Why? I thought he didn't listen. Right.
2: That's my question: Is what? How do you now know he's listening? Did well, you? He say something?
5: Yeah. Uh, we kind of talked about it, and he was like, "Well, I'm all caught up now on what has happened." So I guess yeah, everything. But, but he, he got he caught up
2: because you told him, or someone
5: else told him.
0: We never said his name. Nope. I know, but. Or he's a big um, fan, and and it's Morgan's theory of he knew who you were the whole time.
5: He's on the B-Team page. <laughs> well, he's saying he was getting messages on Instagram from people. No, see,
1: there, there's no so. way.
5: Well, well, I don't know. We did say, we didn't say his handle, but we did. There's no way. We didn't okay.
1: say where, really where, where he was a firefighter there's, from. There's no, no way. way. There, there's no way that, that part. Abby, you
0: have, have at it. Interesting. Talk to him, and then we'll okay. uh, we'll see what's up. I'm okay? ready. Yeah. Woo. All right, bye, Abby. <laughs> okay, bye. Thank you, Bethany, for that call because I'm glad you asked that. I think a lot of listeners are asking that too, but Monday we'll hit you with the update, okay?
4: All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Have a great day.
0: Bye-bye. Amy's daughter's 14. She got a questionnaire at school, and the question was, what is your greatest weakness? It's often asked in job interviews. That's a good question. Yeah. And your weakness can't be that you work too hard. Like, it can't. (laughs) But that's what you would say in a job interview. I I wouldn't. I would actually give my weakness.
2: A legit weakness. Yeah. Which would be?
0: uh, I have no tone. Meaning in emails... I'm very blunt. I just write it and send it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's there's weakness. there's no small talk. There's no, hey, how's it? It's like what I need from you, what you need from me. We're going to be as efficient as possible because we are working. Let's get it done.
2: Which can leave people feeling confused.
0: Absolutely. My weakness is for a communicator, sometimes when it's time to get stuff done, there's no communication except we need to get this done. So A to B, B to C, C to D, and then E to F. No tone in emails, sometimes no tone in communication. And I think we'd all agree with that.
2: Yeah. Well, so that's my yeah.
0: weakness. No tone. Okay, it's good. I say what I mean. I mean what I say, but no tone.
2: And then it's hard on email to find tone. And you just have to remember, oh, yeah, there's no tone. <laughs> it's <laughs> So don't assign a tone. All the words are main <laughs> course. And
0: then overthink it. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's
2: just an email. Yeah. Uh, you? Uh, mine is ADD. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I mean, but, I mean, there's nothing really to say other than it affects me in all kinds of areas of life. Yeah. It's, you know?
1: That's it. She's doodling as she (laughs) said that. (laughs) Yeah, Eddie, your biggest weakness? Yeah, if I'm bored, I just check out. Like, if if I'm not interested in what's happening, I just I didn't hear a word you just said, and that's not good. What if you're getting paid? Yeah, I just still check out. Like sometimes (laughs) we're on the show and I check out, and I'm getting paid. Interesting. That's a good weakness. I would say I would I'd be late. Like I used to be late all the time, but I don't do that anymore. So that's not my weakness. Ray, what would you say your weakness is? I don't know
3: how to delegate, and I'll just do it myself instead of explain it. To me, that's easier.
0: I think another one in an interview to say, this is just a tip. If someone says, hey, what's your weakness? Say, I, have, I struggle with balance because I do struggle with balance. Mm-hmm. But people will love that answer. They'll be like, what do you mean? Well, whenever I'm really into a project, I spend way too much time on it, and I don't focus enough on myself. Ooh. You want to talk about an A-plus answer for a job interview? That's good. <laughs> Go ahead and chalk yourself up to getting the job and a raise. <laughs> All at once? Yeah. <laughs> Like I'll hire you, and you've been doing such a good job in this meeting. You get a raise. <laughs> Use that one, Morgan number two. What's your weakness?
5: I uh, likely would be that I'm a perfectionist, which makes it really hard to be on teams sometimes because I just want to make sure everything is perfect.
0: That one feels a little too contrived. I'm a perfectionist. That's like it's I, almost I, like I work too much. It's like I might well, work too hard. But let me is, be honest that with you.
2: Seems like a. It's I mean, a it's cost, if you though. if
0: you lead with the I don't do well on teams, yeah, then that feels like a weakness. You have okay. to leave with that. Okay. Like, then, hey, I don't. I but don't then don't do-
2: they might be like, "Eesh, she yeah. do all on <laughs>
0: we're a team job,
2: a <laughs> <Yikes. laughs> team company."
0: What did your daughter say?
2: She said that uh, she answered in a complete sentence, and yeah. she said, "What I consider my weakness to be is that I can't take no for an answer."
1: Oh, I love that.
2: I don't know. I don't know if she googled that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's really good. <laughs>
2: no, I thought it was good, and it's. And I think it's because she wants reasons behind. Like she's very
1: curious.
6: Bobby Bone Show.
0: Bonehead. Story of the day. Over to Eddie, who is filling in for lunchbox.
1: Well, there's a guy in Toronto and he's stuck in traffic, and something happens where he has to call 911. So he calls 911. 911, this is the operator. How can I help you? Uh, I'm stuck in traffic and I got to go pee. I don't know what to do. And there's an audio clip of the 911 call right here.
5: Actually, the thing is that I have to pee, and these guys are not moving.
1: You have to pee.
5: Yeah.
1: This is your emergency that you have to pee? Yeah how yeah. are the police going to help you urinate? I
8: have to pee, man. But I'm not sure what
1: you like me to do that you have to urinate. I can't help you with that.
6: The
0: police could actually
6: move, woo, move cars. That's
1: right. Give him an escort to a bathroom. bathroom. You never want to, like, justify a bonehead call, but you kind of no, feel not, for the guy, pee. right? not pee. Okay.
0: There are many ways you can pee. Okay. You can open the door. You can as a guy. If you're a guy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This is and he's guy. a guy. Yep. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm. Did you hear about- a woman here? No, but I'm sorry <laughs> that my brain is thinking about it from a woman's perspective.
5: But as a
0: guy, this guy you can do a couple things. Any bottle or can in there? Oh boy! Uh, open the door. Oh. Sitting in traffic, you can just crack the door, lean over. Yeah. There are things you can do other than call 911. Yeah, yep. or you can go. You know what? You can go in your pants before you call 911. That's true. Oh. Okay. And that. what well, you or you can take your pants off into your underwear and throw your underwear
1: in the bag. <laughs> what? Sounds like you've done Have this. Yeah. You know, There's a lot of,
0: my point <laughs> is, <laughs> a
1: lot of ways you can, okay, you can get okay. by with this. Well, anyway, he's still a bonehead. Okay, that's Eddie. <laughs> that's your bonehead story of the day.
0: Let's go back to 2004 in a little bit of Flashback Friday.
3: Flashback Friday.
0: The biggest country song on this day is Suds in the Bucket from Sarah Evans. Now
4: our daddy's in the kitchen
0: The biggest pop song is Goodies from Sierra and Petey Pablo. And the biggest news story is Martha Stewart officially began serving her five-month sentence at what they call Camp Cupcake in West Virginia as inmate 55170-054. She was convicted of felony charges related to some stock trading. Five months in federal prison was released March of 2005. I was reading some excerpts from Katie Couric's book, is coming out either this week or really soon, and she was like, "Yeah, Martha Stewart needed to be humbled. She was oh, at, wow. she was out of control. That jail was good for her. I can't wait Ooh. to read that book. Are you gonna read it? Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's a it's it's pretty juicy mm-hmm. from all the stuff they're saying about it.
2: Page Turner. That's
0: what's up. You guys have a great weekend. We will see you Monday. Uh, we're playing Auburn this weekend. So what I'm, are the odds? I'm just now getting. I'm just now starting to be able to talk about the Ole Miss game from last week. <laughs> it's hurt me all week. Okay. It's like a a wound that just. Slowly healing and it's still not healed, but I can finally not wear the band aid. Mm. If yeah. we lose to Auburn, oh!
2: So you're supposed to win?
0: It's a cl- it's gonna be close. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. I have questions about Ole Miss, but I'll wait.
0: Go ahead, real w- quick. Were you
2: supposed to win that? No. Oh, okay. We
0: were we were seven point underdogs, six and one underdogs. Okay. We were at Ole Miss. Well, I just didn't know if they you could close. prepare. But, but we had, No, they got close. Okay, we,
2: ha- we won't talk about it because I don't. At the get end of you. the
0: game, oh wait, we, <laughs> we had a two point conversion to win the game. We didn't hit it. Yeah. I, sl- I slammed the wall, Caitlin's was like, I don't even know who you are right now. I was yeah. like, I don't either. Oh wow. I'm gonna kick out every window in the house. Okay, you were seeing red, right? Is I, that what you said? Rage. Rage red. Crazy. I did, first time in my life I'd ever seen Rage Red.
2: <laughs> okay, please Arkansas win this weekend. Oh my goodness. Please, I don't I'm I don't like Auburn, so go yeah, hogs. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Auburn. I mean, I don't,
2: Nobody don't like Nobody likes you,
0: Auburn. <laughs> no, I don't care. If we're not playing you, I don't care. Yeah. All right, that's it. You guys have a good weekend. We'll see you Monday. Bye everybody. Yeah. Mr. Bob Bones.